The first descendant has the potential to be the next big looter shooter. Early looks at the game and tests had people saying that there were issues with progression. When I first looked at the game, I had my own concerns and thoughts about would this be a game worth checking out? Well, we have new information. We have brand new footage. I actually think it looks significantly better. We have boss fights and lots, I think, of good looks at the game we have marketing from playstation about haptic feedback and exclusive features to the playstation 5 i want to give my own thoughts about the game i actually see souls and souls like influence along with destiny as well as other looter shooter games that we are familiar with but i also want to talk about why I have something that I call the comparison curse. That'll be sort of near the end of this monologue. Ongoing games, live service games, looter shooters, they're all trying to stand out. And I believe there are a lot of challenges facing any game company that wants to make a game like this. Now, I put all the good information right here at the beginning. I'll run through some of the new details and things that we have. Then I discuss it with the live audience. So make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss out on my content. So the first Descendant is shaping up to be the next looter shooter that you may want to check out. An open beta is around the corner, and they've begun marketing the game with new footage and info. Now, before we got the first look of one of the 13 playable characters in the game right here on the screen, her name is Bunny. I want to look at that new footage and info. We actually have playable character reveals and blogs. We have gameplay that I think looks quite a bit better than before. But second, I also want to give my thoughts on what I have seen up to now. I was actually tempted to put Souls meets Destiny on the thumbnail, but I felt that was a little too simple and would invite maybe a lot of hate. I'll make my case as to why I think this. I want to talk about why I see influence of both Destiny, Souls, and other games in the footage that is available. And that sort of leads to the final thing that I want to talk about, the comparison curse. This isn't the first video game that has done a looter shooter attempt, right? This isn't the genre's first rodeo. We've been here before, and the comparisons can feel sort of like a preemptive curse or hex placed on a game's success. The, you know, the way that you approach the game, what you expect from it, and, you know, all the things that you hope to get out of it. I'll talk about that in a moment. So first, let's look at the new stuff, the new gameplay, and the things that we have. First, we got this trailer here that is introducing the new character bunny and while the trailer opens with tip with the typical video game trope of showing off her you know healthy backside the gameplay actually looks really good she has abilities based in electricity and there's there's information here at the end as well about the cross play beta now i went to their official website to get info about all of the abilities that she has they've revealed a handful of the 13 Uh, characters over there on their website so if you're interested you can go look at all that now I'll do that after the monologue we'll pull up the website we'll kind of look at all the abilities but in this opening monologue and recording I'm only going to kind of look at some of her info so first she has an ability called electro orb where you can summon an electro orb it'll attack nearby enemies and inflict them with electrocute effect then she has joyride I actually think they show that off in the trailer when she's sort of sprinting and there's like electricity behind her it increases your sprint speed and the amount of electricity obtained so She actually has to gather energy for her attack. So 
according to the website, her battle concept is gathering energy to use her attack. So that is something that you're going to probably use regularly, right? Joyride to go really fast, jump around, do you know different things. The other ability they talked about is called Pulsar, which moving around will deal damage to nearby enemies and inflict them with electrocute effect. They may actually show this off in the trailer as well where she's just kind of running around and everybody's getting electrocuted. Then they have one called Circuit Breaker, where you shoot out electricity toward to inflict damage. You can see that one right there. It's kind of like a beam, and the damage actually goes up in proportion to the skill's duration. And then the ground pound ability they show right at the beginning when she jumps down is called Dynamo. You actually charge into the ground. Basically, after a double jump, you inflict damage to nearby enemies. So there's nine out of 13 characters outlined on the site. I'm not going to put them all in this monologue. That would be way too long, okay? The gunplay actually shown in the latest Bunny trailer, I actually think looks really, really nice. One of the things I think in games like this is you want the gunplay and the movement to feel good. They show her using like a sniper rifle, this grappling hook, really, really quick movement. Then there's just some gunplay that I think looks very tight. It looks responsive. Given there is 13 characters, I imagine they're probably going to start ramping up with more trailers in the coming weeks, especially since so many of them are outlined on their website. Then we got a blog post from PlayStation, and the blog post was entitled Experience the First Descendant Open Beta with Immersive DualSense Controller Features. And the blog was written by project lead from the game, Byomjin Lee. Uh, and Byomjin Lee is basically long awaited to announce the crossplay open beta is going to be available from September the 19th. To September the 25th and make sure and write that down it is a cross-play beta and they open up the blog by describing and I've got new footage for you here that wasn't included in the original video I've been showing you and this is where I think things really heat up pay attention to the bosses okay they describe this as a next generation third person sh- looter shooter featuring high quality graphics developed using Unreal Engine 5 now the director that wrote the blog previously spoke with Game Rant about why they switched from UE4 to UE5. Quote, Development had already started on the first Descendant using the latest version of Epic's Unreal 4 engine when Byomjun decided that the game needed to make the jump to Unreal 5. The number one motivator for the jump was lighting. Nexon's team was particularly enamored with Unreal 5's capacity to use Lumen, which is Unreal 5's dynamic global illumination and reflection system. So, if you are curious as to why so many devs have been switching to UE5, the folks working on the first Descendant are giving you a pretty strong reason. The lighting. And this isn't surprising. We know lighting is something that is garnering a lot of attention with developers. Ray tracing especially is becoming more popular because of how much it automates the lighting work for the developers. It actually cuts down on development time. So, given how good looking the game looks, I was actually surprised to learn that this game is not only multi-plat, it's landing on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation, but it's actually a cross-generationally supported game. Part of me thought with the jump to UE5 that over time they were going to quietly drop the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, but the blog post restates, they said, as a beta last year, our dev team made sure to improve every aspect of the game, and you will now be able to find those improvements on the PlayStation 4 and 5. 
So this would have been a great opportunity to say, hey, we had to leave behind PlayStation 4, right? We had to leave behind Xbox One. I, you know, hopefully with Unreal 4 and then jumping to Unreal 5, they've been able to optimize this enough to get it to run well on those old consoles. I don't really know why you'd worry about the Xbox One, no shade, but I I understand being concerned about landing on the PlayStation 4 given how many of them are in circulation. So they quickly, though, outline in the blog features that will only be coming to the PlayStation 5, so they don't seem bothered at all by letting PlayStation 4 owners know, listen, you're not going to be getting some of this stuff, okay? They say, you know, they don't obviously mention the Xbox X or the Series S because this is a PlayStation blog, okay? We don't know what features they will or will not get in comparison, but they start with graphical features. They say, first, the first Descendants PlayStation 5 version supports 4K resolution and offers in-game performance and fidelity modes. So, they're off to a good start, being that that's a big debate right now with, you know, do do we get 60F performance modes in games going forward? I think that we will from devs that, you know, build for... PC and PlayStation. We're not sure what that's going to look like for Xbox. There's an ongoing discussion about parity between the X and the S. Even from Xbox outlets are entertaining the idea that things are going to look very different going forward. That's a subject for another day and another live stream. So, what are the details? Well, first they outline the fidelity mode. They say you'll enjoy stunning visuals in 4K resolution through the fidelity mode. With HDR support, you'll encounter high quality graphics of charming and unique characters, various cosmetic elements, and colorful worlds in 4K resolution. So, this is garden variety PR. Hey, we have a 4K mode, okay? None of this sounds different or weird or out of step from what we've typically heard. And those modes just don't interest me that much. Pushing everything to 4K, pushing the lighting all the way up, and then getting like 30 FPS. Uh, Even if you have a really, really strong PC, you're always going to want to tweak those things because if you shoot too high, you're not going to get consistent FPS. You know, I'm probably in need of upgrading my rig if I really want to push those things all the way because my 2080 Ti is a great card. But, you know, you want to push 4K and you want to push ray tracing and have all the textures set to ultra you're probably going to want to have a much stronger rig so in general I shy away from those modes I tend to prioritize frame rate and this is what they had to say about performance mode though the perform- through the performance mode of up to 60 FPS enabling smooth gameplay you'll experience splendid fast paced combat in the first ascendant additionally We will support variable refresh rate, VRR. You can play in a stable gameplay environment without limits to the frame. So when they say up to 60 FPS language, this is actually common for performance modes. Many of the games I played on the PlayStation 5, if you go to their blog posts and their advertisements, they all say up to 60 and they have no problem maintaining 60. It's just that sometimes you'll have areas where it doesn't stay exactly at 60 and that's totally fine i think the main issues are games like jedi survivor where there's constant hitching and screen tearing and frame drops or like in final fantasy 16 that performance mode's been pretty disappointing it's great in combat but then they don't do dynamic resolution and exploration or in the town so your frames are dropping into the 30s and 40s which for people that want 60 fps that's a huge bummer so when you see up to 60 that's not alarming or concerning but you know, until we actually have the game and we play it and it launches, we won't know. However, 
The fact that they're doing an open beta next month in September tells me they're pretty confident in the game and its performance and, you know, and what people are going to think about it, right? I would hope that their continued use of betas uh, and their continued use of, you know, letting people see things behind the scenes, right? You can go to their website and see all of the characters. Uh, There's even ultimate versions that are slowly rolling out and they haven't really explained that in great detail just yet, but their transparency, I think, sort of speaks uh, volumes, right? Then they talk about adaptive triggers in the game on the DualSense controller, and they say the following, in the first Descendant, each weapon has a different purpose, and we reflect that in the characteristics of each weapon in the adaptive triggers to make every weapon class feel unique we set different pressure and intensity values for each of our 11 11 weapon classes depending on their uses and i'll just show you guys periodically i'll just like click on one of the characters just so you can see now i love dual sense controller haptic feedback okay i do i like i like haptic feedback but i do not like adaptive triggers at all okay it's a giant miss with me i turn them off in hitman 3 i turn them off on my psvr 2 controllers in synapse because it was making me miss it's nice for grabbing like barrels in synapse because there's like this half pull trigger thing that you feel i'd love to have it on for my left hand and off for my gun because you have to squeeze just hard enough it's not a smooth trigger pull so my hand would move just enough i was missing all my shots in synapse as soon as i turned it off i was hitting headshots almost every time so i just don't like the the resistance triggers i don't i always I, I turn this off if i can so i have found myself doing alt fire by accident in returnal so i switch the controls there as well that is a game that i absolutely love right so i just don't think this feature will land on me it's cool that they're doing it uh, but this will likely be a quick setting that I go in and disable. And they give an example, and I'm actually sure that you know some players will will love this, right? They say, for instance, a light handgun's adaptive triggers will be lighter than a heavy launcher or a sniper rifle with heavier trigger pressures, each proving a unique experience. Yeah, this just sounds like my 20-plus years of shooter muscle memory is going to have a really, really confusing experience. Listen, I love that they put the time into this, and I, I really hope players enjoy it, but I tend to think this is just an immediate disable for me. I can't stand when it's like I go from one gun to the next, and all of a sudden, my the, the triggers act differently, okay? If you think that's immersive and awesome, sweet, dope. It's cool the controller can do it, and it's cool devs take the time to do it they went on to talk about haptic feedback they said in addition to the vibrations it has been designed so that the haptic feedback would work in tandem with your character and the controls in the environment bringing the game to life the haptic feedback can be found throughout the game such as the direction a boss appears and walk towards the direction to which you're being attacked when you use a gun and more now many say that haptic feedback is a gimmick okay and i really enjoy it when i use it in things like you know horizon forbidden west i think it feels great in returnal and if they're going to use it for like where you're getting attacked from or boss direction i'm very interested to see just how effective it is now they also mention haptics with the grappling hook they said when using the grappling hook the key to the speed and dynamic controls of the game the haptic feedback delivers a much more vivid experience on your speed and direction 
again i think people need to experience haptic feedback to know that it's not a gimmick i think once you experience it in the right game you're like okay that actually is cool it's not just like a rumble pack back from the nintendo 64 days it's doing unique patterns and sides of the controller and greater or lesser intensity i really like it there's games where you can feel the rainfall i just think things like that are very nice touches for immersion but it is subjective okay just like adaptive triggers for me right like i think adaptive triggers are horrible okay and you know many people think that you know the getting feedback and haptic and all that is just not that important so they quickly talk about how you will be able to utilize playstation's 3d audio they reference an intense boss fight and like a missile flying past you so they are leveraging the 3d audio of the playstation 5 and i actually have to admit the boss fights actually look really good in this okay that's one of the things that really stood out to me in the trailer was the boss fights okay and i'm going to talk about that in a moment when i talk about why i see like souls influence okay they end by detailing the crossplay beta the open beta will feature 13 attractive characters various missions nine giant boss raids and enhanced immersive experiences in combat with the grappling hook when using the dual sense controller additionally we'll have a new prologue and story a variety of never before seen cosmetic items and a whole revamped character progression system apparently in the previous beta character progression was like really really criticized but the fact that they're letting you play 13 characters various missions nine boss raids they're letting you see a lot of the game and they're also revamping things so this i think is very encouraging and very promising for the game's future i do think games like this are going to have to start letting more of the game out into the public and work symbiotically with gamers to get to higher levels of quality and value we've seen that with Baldur's gate 3 in their three years of early access so let me give you my thoughts on what we've seen up to now as i said the first thing that came to my mind when i saw this like i try to sometimes just have like a lightning you know reaction to something is i just see dark souls meets destiny right and i know that seems weird but let me explain first the obvious destiny influences are as clear as day not surprising the director told game rant that quote we think that warframe is a great game along with the destiny series the division series outriders anthem borderlands halo etc thus we studied and worked hard to develop our game to stand proudly alongside these prominent titles i actually like the humility there like look we're we're trying to stand you know next to alongside they're not trying to take from these games i'm sure if you're familiar with any of those titles you'll pick up on some of the similarities i am noticing throughout the gameplay right there's shielded enemies there's clearly some type of enemy hierarchy you know like trash ads majors mini bosses big huge bosses it's really satisfying with respect to movement and shooting as far as i can tell from the footage obviously destiny being first person makes this land a bit closer to warframe in the movement and speed category But thankfully, it doesn't feel like the sort of speed demon in a hallway that so much of Warframe always felt like to me. I know they've changed the game and there's more open areas, but I always felt that Warframe had that forward momentum speed flipping around in tight spaces. I just didn't like it. I did not like the movement and the feel of Warframe. It never really hooked me. This actually seems to be a little bit more open, a little bit more action-oriented. But the reason I'm seeing Souls influence is the boss fights specifically. 
First, they are all set in very large arenas, which has a very Souls feel to it, right? A big, nice open circle area or square area to fight in. All right. Second, the size of the bosses combined with the bombastic, highly telegraphed attacks that need to be dodged. Okay. They're not just standing still. They're not just sitting in one spot and, you know, and hurling stuff at you and letting trash ads attack you. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of use of space. The third thing that I notice in the boss fights is even the dodge roll feels similar to souls, even though it doesn't feature iframes. Iframes are inf- invincibility frames. For those of you that are unfamiliar, the idea is that, hey, while I'm rolling, I cannot take damage at all. I'm invincible in this animation, okay? I'm going to talk about more about that in a second because I asked in the Discord if there's iframes in the game. I think there's footage in the PlayStation blog specifically that we'll look at that looks like iframes to me. But even though there's no iframes, it leads to really crazy, I think, satisfying timing in big, huge fights like this. So I was a little bit bummed when I was told there are no iframes, okay? Because I actually think that's incredibly satisfying. There's just something very satisfying about fighting a boss the size of a building and timing your dodges when these big, massive attacks come your way. Now, with that in mind, I think that's where this game can stand apart from other looter shooters. Destiny, The Division, Anthem, and Borderlands, they are good in their own rights, okay? But much of their boss fights include hiding or tanking and then just dumping as much damage as you can. Destiny relies heavily on mechanics when you can or cannot hurt the boss, so you're typically optimizing for big damage in a short amount of time, okay? That's sort of a a trope within Destiny boss design. The Division was a lot about cover-based endurance, you're engaging with less elaborate mechanics but it is more about the cover base and a lot of bullets and more bullets and just a few more bullets right borderlands and anthem there was a lot of tanking there was a lot of big damage dump cycles not a lot of action not a lot of moving around i love the idea of the fight feeling more action orienting oriented i'm sorry utilizing dodging utilizing the space so it feels like more of a fight i always pointed out the lack of a lateral dodge or a parry in destiny's harder content right it made the increased damage output of some of their late stage content just really unfun uh grandmaster nightfalls would be a great example of if you had a lateral dodge or the ability to block or parry the incredibly high damage output would be something you could mitigate but that content's not designed for that level of damage output that i'm not i'm not going to get into a big long debate about grandmaster nightfalls again because i don't cover that game anymore but that was something that i always consistently wanted like man give me some agility give me some lateral movement here and you really get to see that i think in some of the footage here just constantly staying on the move some of this is reminiscent of some of my experiences in remnant 2 so there's definitely room i think in the looter shooter genre for a game that brings more action quick lateral movements even maybe iframes while i am bummed this game does not feature iframes just the movement should bring something special to the genre given the speed and size of the boss fights although i will say that one of the animated gifs on the playstation blog does look like the character rolls through these big white beam attacks and takes potentially no damage I rewatched it about 20 times and it honestly looks like it so maybe they're adding it I don't know maybe they decided that some of the fights are so intense they need to give you ways to mitigate and and dodge and get out of the way of damage or just be invincible for a few seconds 
In light of just how much comparison I just did, though, I want to talk about the comparison curse, right? I'm reading through Harry Potter to see when I can read through the books with my kiddos, right? So I'm thinking of, like, the Cruciatus curse, right? The comparison curse, okay? The biggest difficulty when looking at games like The First Descendant is I can't unsee all of the other games I've played before. I cannot unsee them. And certainly, game devs admit to taking inspiration from other games. There isn't anything wrong with comparison. There's nothing wrong with pointing out clear similarities between games. But I do think comparisons can hurt a game, okay? It can drive expectations, and the two ditches that you can sort of fall into is too similar or this is not as good as, right? So first, if you carbon copy too much, people will just say you're just a copy of another game, right? You're just a ripoff, you're just budget destiny or whatever. But then... If you depart too much from base level expectations within the genre, people will say, well, this isn't as good as this other game. So those are your two ditches. Not as good as, and, well, this is just too similar. This is where looter shooters are going to struggle. I've continued to say that I believe somebody somewhere is building the better and bigger looter shooter than Destiny, okay? It's too good of a game, and it's too good of a genre to you know, not be outdone, okay? They've made too many mistakes in Destiny. They've been running for too long. Somebody out there's got to be learning from their mistakes and building a better game. Or at the very least, just building another really great rival. None of the other games that have come out have really gone the distance. But looter-shooter comparisons seem to be the most damaging of any genre. It also doesn't help that a lot of the big-name looter-shooters that have tried, they have failed pretty badly. Anthem and Division come to mind. Sure, Division 2 is in better shape, but it never hit the heights that it could have with a better launch or better planned endgame roadmaps and systems. And that's where I see the first Ascendant facing two big challenges. The first is ongoing content model. I've said time and time again, I do not doubt Dev's ability to make fun content. I don't. I don't doubt it. It's like, I know you can make fun content. I know you can have me go here, shoot the enemies, get the loot, and if the movement and the action is satisfying, then if the content loop, the if the combat loop is good with good reward structure, great. You, you made a fun game, right? The question is not, can you make a fun game? The question is, is the game fun after a month? If you don't have good answers to questions like, well, what's bringing the player back each week, each month, or what's the player doing in month 11? If you don't have answers to those questions, then your game will go in the bin with the rest of the failed looter-shooter attempts. The second big challenge for games like this, I believe, is when you do art style in the vein of the first descendant, it's hard to have an identity. When you go for photorealistic third-person action adventure, it's honestly tough to stand out. I think Horizon Forbidden West is a great example of a game that does the photorealistic, but it has a very clear identity. I could show you a quick snapshot of a single enemy and you would know what game it is from. When your game sorta looks like Atlas Fallen, when your game sorta looks like Project LLL, if it sort of looks like Remnant 2, it can be tough to get consumer buy-in at a large scale, which is necessary for a successful live service game so i really think games like this should focus on their art style heavily 
Wayfinder is an example of a game with what I think has a very good and recognizable art style. I have no idea if Wayfinder will be good. I don't know if it will last, but it's generally a recognizable game. If you see screenshots or enemies or, you know, some of the characters you can play as, you're like, oh, I know what that is. I think the first Descendant is becoming more recognizable. It's kind of like... Horizon Forbidden West and Anthem, you know, meets Overwatch, especially when you look at a character like Bunny. So at the end of the day, I think the first Descendant is looking better and is a potentially very promising game. But like all other looter shooters before it, it has a lot to prove. And the first impressions window is a small and unforgiving monster. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusion on this. The new info, the gameplay, and the impending open beta, it actually gives me a lot of hope for the first Descendant. Obviously, there are concerns about microtransactions, pay to win, you know, those types of things. You never want to see that in these games. And there's also probably concerns about the ongoing content model. Overall, I'm seeing the pieces and the parts of a game that needs to have in place in order to have a good launch. But there is part of me that thinks betas and testing periods should become more common for games like this. Baldur's Gate 3 is not the new expectations, in my opinion. I don't think every game needs to do exactly what they have done. But we can definitely see how three years of early access really helped that game. Founders packs and other ways of crowdfunding games like this could be a new path forward for looter live service games. The second thing I want to say is my history with Destiny has me wanting a new looter shooter live service game to come along and be successful. Even when I actively played and covered Destiny, I wanted something to not necessarily compete, but at least coexist. For a brief time, Anthem was that game for me. Being able to cover a new and exciting loot-based game was fun, and I liked having something else in the market, but Anthem fizzled out faster than a bottle rocket. My conclusion is this. Is the first Descendant the next big looter shooter? Well, I couldn't say. And I actually think the game that gets to wear the crown of next big looter shooter is going to happen slowly over time. I don't think this will be an explosive overnight success situation when we decide, hey, this looter shooter is doing well, it's got good growth, look at the player numbers. I don't think that happens overnight. New World is a great example of being crushed by the sweet embrace of too many people and not enough content funnels ready for the incredible demand. So First Descendant has a lot to prove, not just because of the game itself, but The looter shooter genre and its history makes it pretty tough, and you've got a lot to climb over. The question is, are they up for the challenge? And more importantly, can they go the distance? And that is the show open. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Right on time, as always, almost right on the money. A 30-minute show open. Thank you, Jazzterfication, for 14 months in a VIP. And thank you for geek to sneak both of you renewing. geek to sneak doing a member plus, And both of you have gold badges. You guys went crazy the last two Fridays. So the gauntlet today is, can you speed run to 4,500? The stretch goal of 4,500 is to get my wife and I to play Mortal Kombat, which we would never do. Um, so... Feel free to go crazy today with members. Friday morning is a great time because it's mostly 
the core audience. Make sure you guys are smashing the like button as well. There's like 500 people here. Let's shoot for 200 likes. Appreciate you guys so, so much. And then in about an hour, we'll be doing the Reforge recap, a recap of the weekly gaming stories mick do9 throws his hat in the ring and says all right well let's get started you guys have a little over 4,000 members at current so you'd need another record-breaking day on the channel and here come the renewals as well as a gifted voided reality with eight months Ravenstorm with 21 months and taylor made with 15 months in a vip thank you guys so much taylor made says always love and Raven says yeehaw. DK Bager, the ever faithful single gifted champion of the world, gifts another member, and it goes to two. Thank you so much, DK Bager. Semi new here, great channel, my friend. Thank you. Curious where you guys land on this. They've not really explained what Ultimate is. Um, this is Ultimate Lepic. Now, Lepic is a character that they already have. All it says is he becomes more powerful, having reached the similar level of the with the ancestors. He plays over the battlefield with his powerful prosthetic right arm and grenade. So, I don't know if this is like when you get to the end game, does your character change? I, I actually wasn't able to get an answer to that. I, I, I spent enough time writing the monologue on its own, and then I went to their Discord to find out if there was any iframes. Joker Quinn gives a member, and so does Parasito, taking the count to four, and brand new to the channel, and he gets a, a, a gifted member, Dad T Gamer. Welcome, and thank you so much for being here. Congrats on getting that membership. Appreciate you so, so much. And uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. Curious where you guys land on this. If you guys have checked this game out, I'm excited to try out the beta next month. I do think an open beta shows promise and confidence. Uh, I do know there's a Wayfinder uh, beta going on right now. I haven't had a chance to try it out. It was I was going to try it out yesterday afternoon, and they had an issue. Ragnarok bumps it to five, and he's going to tempt one of the big boys with a 20-bomb layup. A 20-bomb layup would take us all the way to 25 just that fast, and Ragnarok is tempting it. Which game is this? This game is called First Descendant, and if you go to their homepage, First Descendant, here you go. You can scroll down. They'll always feature uh, one of the characters right here, and so this is Freyna. Now, they don't show you all of their abilities here like venom baptism defense mechanism decomposed poison and dead room okay she actually has a fifth one so if you go to view other characters it takes you here and they have shown all but these three now these are coming soon now ultimate viessa viessa is right here viessa is a debuffer and she immobilizes enemies with cold air and occasionally freezes them up Yo, Dad T Gamer doing it the right way. He pays it forward and he gets a member, but then he gifts one, takes us to six, but then Kale bumps the line to 11 with five gifted members. Thank you so much, Kale. I love to see that. I love to see a gifted member gift one back. If you got a gifted member today or any time recently, feel free to pay it forward you guys could go crazy right now and hit the stretch goal just like that ultimate lepic is a craftable character you run missions for a chance to drop the materials needed ultimate characters basically get reduced cooldowns more damage they're a separate character like warframe prime rigs basically a prestige character thank you both parasito and barrier explaining that 
to me. Yo, what's good, Cowboy? He says, I'm excited to see this game is finally getting close to coming out since I was excited uh, when it was called Project Magnum. Yeah, we had this one tucked away as a game to keep an eye on back when it was called Project Magnum. I actually really think they chose with a better name. I think the first Descendant is far better than, than Project Magnum. And when you go to the site, you can see here, you can get, she has Ice Sphere, she has Ice Beam, she has Frost Fog, Ice Wave, and Blizzard, right? And you can just go through the characters and see all the different things that they have. Eric Phillips, game looks good, might end up being a good shooter. Thank you for a $2 super chat tip. Hate Army with four months says, do we think custom characters for a looter shooter is better or worse? I would think most people want to create their own avatar. What say you? That's an excellent question. I actually think historically speaking you can do it both ways but when you want people to really fulfill like a role like this guy is a utility dealer i do think you kind of have to create archetypes and classes that you pick and then you customize within that right uh five more gifted members from ah uh, nobody and he bumps the line to six we have a five gifted member train starting if you guys want to jump on do it throw your hat in the ring and do a five gifted kale did one and now uh nobody's doing one hit that dollar sign at the bottom of the chat and gift some members we appreciate it we are having a nice strong start to our friday morning they have not talked about monetization eugene no obviously that's a concern many people look at nexon with a with a raised eyebrow they're like oh here we go you know these guys are are gonna you know make make their game pay to win or have you know bad micros that is definitely something that we uh have heard i can enlarge the font here for you guys and i'll click through um the let me let me lower just one click so that we can have it kind of all on the screen so that's turret sync and then there's assault turret you guys can pause the vod if you want to read these medical turret multi-purpose gun and total recall so you've got all these different things you can do with each character i'll quickly go through and that way if anybody's watching this they can like pause if they want to read all these various abilities instead of going to the site sharon uh, is a close range dealer. Thank you, Hendrix Podcast, for jumping back in for 16 months. They have an assassinator for the passive, and then the four actives are cut off beam and active camouflage and shock nuts <laughs> and uh, lights out. Interesting choice of uh, some ability names there. Glay. Glay, looking like uh, your science teacher, you know, high school science teacher fantasy. Uh, Passive skill is death sensor or death sensor. And then active skills, we have berserk and life extraction and requiem and nosferatu. So these are that's where I feel like this game's got some influence a little bit. JW continues the five bomb gifted member train and he drops a five bomb on the chat and bumps the line to 21. Thank you so so much for doing that. JW, if you guys get a gifted member, consider paying it forward. Gotcha games uh, are shutting uh, down game uh, and shutting down games really fast. Yeah, they have a history of of that. So that's that's one of people's concerns. Lono's favorite ability is Shocknuts. Yeah. Patrick Q gifts a member and bumps the line to 22. Thank you so much, Patrick Q. Guys, don't let the five bombs and the big bombs uh, dissuade you. Don't let them dissuade you. You guys can do singles, man. Do a single gifted train. 
can't do five. No, singles work, baby. Singles work. Good morning. Reforge Rose is hitting and helping immensely. A 10 bomb from Borbs, one of the people that started watching recently because he saw me in salt content and he liked the show. Been here a lot and been gifting members a lot. Jokes on y'all. Hate works backwards for people that create good content. Thanks so much, Borbs gift in 10 members taking us to 32 surpassing 25 and being the go-ahead and doing agent of chaos let's take a look at the next guy blair here blair is an interesting name for this guy but that's the name right blair sounds like you know um middle-aged woman's name anyway dot dealer so he's a dot dealer damage over time dealer and uh, so flames, right? His passive skill is called flame manipulation. His active skills are stove on, stove off, flambe, and chef's star. So there you go. If you're wanting to pause this later to read all the text. And then Bunny, her trailer hilariously starts with like her butt. Uh, I was like, are we? That's really what we're doing? That's what we're doing, and uh, so, yeah, Bunny, she reminds me kind of an, of an Overwatch character. There you go, there's her backside again for everybody interested. She's got Dynamo, Electro Orb, Joyride, Pulsar, and Circuit Breaker. The skill names are meh. I don't think skill names matter as much as when you're using them, right? I, think that, I don't think that matters nearly as much. Mm-mm. Any plans to play Destiny 2's new expansion? I do not play or you know cover that or do anything with uh, with Bungie. Brain is another dot dealer here, looking like a poison dot dealer, as far as I can tell. She has a passive skill called Unauthorized Bullet, Venom Baptism, Defense Mechanism, Decomposed Poison, and Dead Room. So again, I'm not reading the descriptions. If you guys want to pa- again come back and pause these. So ultimate Lepic, we don't need to we don't need to look at him. We can look at Lepic. It's it's all the same abilities. He's just got better cooldowns and better damage when he's in his ultimate form, which I've been told is like a prime form or a prestige form. So make sure you guys are smashing the like button uh, and gifting members, keeping everything going. We're having a nice strong start. We're going through the first descendant gameplay details here. Um, Bunny is a broken character OP in the closed beta well the open beta is a month away so I'm, I'm, I'm sure there'll be adjustments made right so Lepic he's an AOE dealer he has 9 lives grenade power stream traction grenade and arm launcher so that's Lepic if you're interested in all of these classes, Ajax is the one you're seeing on a lot of the promotional materials. Obviously, this helmet looks uh, straight out of Destiny. There's a lot of Destiny influence in this game. Ajax is a tank dealer, not surprising at all. He has Void Vault as his passive, and then his four actives are Reversed Door, Void Walk, Expulsion, and Hypercube. Thank you so much, Graydon, for gifting a member. Bumping the line to 33. There's almost 500 people here. We have a big stretch goal of 4,500 members. You guys have gone crazy the last couple of Fridays. If you hijack the stream and go crazy with members, it's it's it, that's okay with me. We did that two weeks in a row, and you guys are already off to a really strong start. So thank you. Ajax was fun, super tanky, says Parasito. 
One of my buddies said the company that makes Warframe is coming out with another game. Digital Extremes currently has that game available. It is called Wayfinder, and it has a demo beta on both Steam and PlayStation 5 right now. Go search, try it out. They were having some issues yesterday. I didn't get a chance to try it. Um, now, I think we looked at Viesa. She has Ice Sphere, Ice Beam, Frost Fog, Ice Wave, and Blizzard. I feel like we looked at her. Did we Did we read through Jaber's stuff? I don't think we... Re- no, yeah, we read through Jaber's stuff, all of his turrets. We read through Jaber, we read through Sharon, we read through Glay, Blair, Bunny, Freyna... And ultimate Levick. Yeah, we've read through them all. Okay, cool. Let me go to the full character list. I don't think we miss anybody. No, we went through everybody. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. That is, uh, that's the full, that's the full run through, uh, paid early access. Oh, that's right. You have to pay to play Wayfinder, don't you? Don't you have to pay $20 for a founder pack? I am sorry. I, that, that's bad communication on my part. Um, Oh, you're thinking of Soul Frame. Oh, yeah, that's right. They are. What you know, the guys from Warframe are making a game that we're assuming is going to be kind of like a Souls-like Warframe game. I don't, I don't, I don't know how that exactly, uh, how that works. But yeah, a, uh, a, a, it's called Soul Frame. Let me turn on the alerts for coffee as well. We had some coffee orders yesterday. Let me go to the PlayStation blog. I just want to show you guys why I think there might be iframes in the game now people were telling me that there are no iframes okay i went to the discord and they're like no there's no iframes and i was like okay fine that's kind of disappointing but this particular animated gif right here it it this just looks like she's gonna roll through these beams I don't know about you, but it seems like she doesn't take damage. Now, again, we have no HUD. We have no health bar. Now, we do see white pop up on the screen around the edges. So maybe she does, in fact, take some damage. There's like a, there's like a bit of a flash there. So I'm not arguing that there is iframes, but this is what made me think there would be iframes in the game. I always think in combat like this, that's so, so fun uh, to have that. It does actually look like she takes a little bit of damage now that I'm looking at it. That white, if you watch the edges of the frame, it'll kind of flash white twice, like she gets hit twice by the the first beam and then the second beam that she kind of rolls through. Uh, rolls, it ends up hitting her on the second time. So, I I don't think you need iframes in a game like this. I just think that really would have been a creative take on these arenas and these areas, these bosses, they're they're massive. Let me pull open uh, the gameplay, and let's just let this loop for a second, so I can show you. Like the the areas in the like, look at this guy. Like that's why I feel like Souls influence is present in this game. Like the size of these bosses and their their weapons and the the things that they have, that's where I think the art style really shines. Honestly, it's in the bosses more than the more than the characters. The characters just kind of remind me of Overwatch characters a little bit. They don't necessarily have super distinct uh, identities. Maybe the white means good dodge. Yeah, generally you don't get an on-screen indication when you successfully dodge or use iframes. You you just don't take any damage at all, right? So, I there's there's the trailer for for Bunny, but this is the trailer where 
the you know the areas and the biomes okay they look cool arenas are cool there's a shield kind of reminding me a little bit of destiny you know with some shielded enemies clearly different you know those guys remind me of like you know cabal phalanx shields a lot of influence here from from destiny look at this guy like the, the 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 size of the bosses man that's where i see souls like this looks like something out of out of a dark souls game this guy here you know and and the attacks and the fire and it's like almost like a little bit medieval looking too it doesn't look super futuristic uh, but then you have you know enemies like this that 100% look futuristic and alien-esque and you know destiny destiny-esque this guy blasting through it looks like the environments can be destructible in the fights right some of the areas that you're trying to fight behind that guy looks kind of like the spider tank the fallen spider tanks or whatever they're called in uh, in destiny he kind of reminds me of that so, you know, I'm excited to jump in. That reminds me of Vault of Glass. I'm excited to jump in, obviously, you know, but I think the question with looter shooters always comes down to, I think the question is always, what what am I doing in the third month? What am I doing in the 11th month? I don't even know if you can launch a successful ongoing looter shooter without without outlining that. What What's your content plan, right? How are, how are you going to keep the game going? You know, it's, it's because people are like, well, why does every game have to be live service? Why does every game have to be live service? Generally speaking, once you start checking these boxes, I don't see how a game like this couldn't, wouldn't be live service. It's almost like an expectation. It's like, okay, there's three people, uh, you're running around in a lot of the footage, three or four people running around. And then in addition to those people running around, you've got boss fights, you've got loot, you've got, you know, you're, you're clearly seeing co-op gameplay. I think all those th- all those things come with expectations of that's, that's an ongoing game. That's a game that I'm going to play for a while. It's not a game I'm going to play for like two weeks, three weeks. Each character has some sort of dodge or damage mitigation mechanic, not necessarily iframes, but definitely a way to counter attacks. That was always something that drove me crazy uh, in the harder Destiny content. It was like, I don't have a lateral dodge. Like, I can't get out of the way. You know what I mean? The beta was unimpressive, says Wheezy. I heard that the beta, people didn't really find, they didn't really want to go back. There was issues with progression. So apparently the beta coming next September is going to feature a completely revamped progression system. Like, that's what uh, that's what the PlayStation blog said. The interesting thing to me is that PlayStation's getting behind uh, the, the marketing of this game. I don't know if they've seen anything that they think, you know, is is promising. Uh, I don't know if they've if they've if they signed the deal beforehand. I don't know if they've got a history with Nexon. I'm not really sure, but the fact that PlayStation is is doing the marketing in the trailers and doing you know blog posts and you know haptic feedback stuff. That, to me, could be a good sign. I'm not saying it is, but it could be a good sign that, you know, Sony sees value here, you know, and in a, in a, in a, it's a live service game. It's multi-platform as well. I wonder if they had Bungie take a look at it. Well, I don't know if they would do that because it's not one of their own studios and the game is going to land on Xbox, so that might not have happened. I don't know. I just can't bother with these until I see how they're monetizing. I see monetization being 100% related to 
you know, what's what's the ongoing content model, right? What's the ongoing content model? What what what's are you doing seasons? Are you doing DLC? Are you just going to be shoving out raid bosses? I mean, the 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 beta next month has all thirteen characters available and like nine bo- raid boss fights. I'm like, what? How, huh? How are how are you doing that? I think I saw a shank. Watch, yeah, right there. They really have taken a lot of inspiration from Destiny. This floating guy right here. There he goes. <laughs> It looks like a shank to me. Tony also sell value in uh, Forspoken and Callisto. That is true. That is true. No, it's not a battle royale. It's a looter. It's a looter game. Um, it's next on. The monetization is going to be something. I'm just curious how bold. Like, does Nexon have a history of bringing games to the West and doing that? Or are are they starting to experiment with, well, let's launch games in the West and let's do monetization the way they do with, you know, cosmetics and skins and stuff. Because if this game comes here and they do, you know, gotcha, they do pay to win, I don't see the West accepting that. Like, I think Genshin's the exception. Like, I don't think you're going to get a bunch of people that are suddenly going to decide that like, oh no, gotcha and pay to win's totally, totally fine. Nexon historically shuts down games. Underperform. Callisto's solid. I mean, Callisto wasn't solid at launch. Callisto Protocol struggled at launch. It did it did not it did not get rave rave reviews and response. A 69 on PS5 Metacritic from the review outlets, a 68 from the the users. A 68 Metacritic PC from the reviewers, and then a 5.4 from the users. A 70 on Xbox Metacritic from the critics, and a 6.7 from the users. Uh, I, I mean, what did they do to the game? Overall rating on Steam for Callisto Protocol is mixed, 62%. In the last 30 days, mixed, 67%. I, I don't see any signs of that game being in better shape. It's still a bad game. It's in the 60s, and it's in the 60s, low 70s everywhere. That's terrible. I can't imagine. I can't imagine that game being worth playing. I mean, I maybe now if they got rid of some of the problems. For reference, in the free-to-play MMO, MMO, gotcha communities, Nexon is pretty much universally hated. I just wonder if they're delving into a looter shooter game, would they change their ways? Or maybe not change their ways, but would they just say, this is more effective in looter shooters. It's more effective to do a cosmetic store and seasons, or a cosmetic store and, you know, DLC. Character craft boosting, more inventory slots, buying parts for characters, cosmetics, ETC, from what I remember in the closed beta. I just played it for the first time a few weeks ago, fully patched, um, and content out. I just recently played through Callisto, and I believe Eugene did as well. The game has a really good story. There's some annoying stuff with it, but it's a far better state than at launch. They've spoken to this, have they not? I thought they spoke specifically in a blog post about pay-to-win Nexon, um, or was it on Steam? First Descendant pay to win I thought for sure they were like on steam 
Um, here we go from September of 2022. Nexon's the first descendant monetization model to not deviate from games in same genre, according to the boss. So, um, here we go. How are you approaching monetization for First Descendant as a free-to-play game? Will you charge for specific characters, stages, or gear? Lee Biom Jun says, I believe that many players are curious and concerned about this. Since we have been running on the same track and direction since the beginning of development, we were surprised to see that after our game reveal, many players were concerned about the excessive pay-to-win aspects of Nexon's games. Ultimately, we aspire not to pursue excessive pay-to-win aspects. We've read this before, I'm, I'm remembering. The monetization model will also not deviate significantly from games of the same genre. Paid products will indeed exist, but the characters, equipment, and stages that are needed for gameplay and progress in the game can be earned through gameplay. So, the the fact that they said, we don't want to pursue excessive pay-to-win, it's like, well, okay, is there going to be some, right? I I remember reading these reviews. It also is interesting to me that they're saying, well, we're not going to deviate from what works within the genre. Okay, well, what works in the genre is cosmetics, battle passes, and seasons. And if they're saying, listen, everything that you need to play the game, the characters, the stages, and progress, it can all be earned. So, you know, not deviate significantly. Sounds like Genshin. I wouldn't say a live service looter shooter is 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 what they're speaking. If they're speaking about live service looter shooter, that's not common, right? I don't I don't think that's common. I don't know if they're saying their game is a gotcha game, right? I don't know if they're saying that. It sounds to me like they're saying, oh, our game is going to be just like all these other games out here that do that do looter shooter they have skins they have uh, cosmetics they have seasons they have battle passes right the genre is genshin i mean that simply isn't true the playstation blog post opens up and describes it as a third person looter shooter game that's how is what's genshin how is genshin described genshin is an action role-playing game developed by mihoyo like action role-playing game i mean i it's hard to know when we get into these nebulous terms of well this is an action role-playing game and this is a third person this is how they describe it in the playstation blog uh they say the first ascendant is a next generation third person looter shooter featuring high quality graphics developed in unreal 5 it's that's not genshin third-person looter shooter is how they define the game this is the same person that did that interview by the way that said well we're not going to deviate from other games in the genre this game's being described as a looter shooter and if you look at other looter shooters whether you look at division one and two you look at anthem you look at borderlands you look at destiny they're likely going to replicate a lot of what we've seen like there's so much there's so much in the trailer that looks like Destiny, it wouldn't shock me at all if this game comes out and has very similar setups to Destiny. A micro store with a bunch of cosmetics, seasonal battle passes, they'll chuck out a bunch of new raid boss fights and new things to earn, you know, new outfits for your characters and stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know. Genshin's a gotcha uh, action game. Genshin isn't a third-person looter. 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. That's not how I'm finding it described on the internet. I've not played Genshin. Genshin's being described as a action role playing game. I. That's. It's an open world action RPG according to Genshin's own website. Genshin.hoyoverse.com. Genshin Impact is an open world action RPG. Like that, they're not defining it as a third person looter shooter. I'm not saying there aren't similarities. I'm saying I don't think we can look at this interview and say, oh, yeah, that she's talking about, or he, he or she is talking about, um, talking about uh, a gotcha games, right? I, it, in this interview, Byamjun Lee wrote this wrote this article for Sony. They they wrote the article. Look, right here. Experience the first ascend in open beta with immersive dual sense control features, and then Byamjun Lee right here. That's the same person that did the interview that said we're not going to deviate from other games in this genre. Well, what's the game genre? Right here. The First Ascendant is a next-generation, third-person looter shooter featuring high-quality graphics developed in Unreal 5. Check my last comment, says Chris. Uh, Maybe they don't mean other looter shooters. Maybe they just mean free-to-play games. Have they established... Is this game going to be free-to-play? Have they said that? I don't... Have they established that anywhere? First Descendant... Or have they said that in any, like, interviews... Uh, or their Discord. Is it a free-to-play game? The first Ascendant cross-play beta. Okay, da 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 It'll be free-to-play. Well, this is just saying that the beta will be free-to-play. Do we do we know if it's going to cost money to, pl- to buy the game? Play the cross-play beta now. You've been invited to play. Click play now. Okay. Uh... Read about and download... St- oh, hang on. So this is telling me I can play it right now? Oh, it, they have said it will be free to play. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. First Descendant. Play now. It's letting me play now, according to Steam. I don't think the beta goes live till next month. I mean, this might just be... App's not released. Yeah, it's letting you click play now in Steam, but then it'll tell you that the app's not released yet. Yeah, Wayfinder is um, a little bit different. They do like founders packs. I think the minimum you have to play, uh, um, the minimum you have to pay to play Wayfinder is um, is is twenty dollars. I think the nineteen ninety nine to get into Wayfinder. Well, you have to pay $20 to play right now. So Wayfinder will be free to play when it officially launches, I guess. I wasn't sure if it was one of those games where you at least have to buy a Founders Pack. What I'm hearing is I don't need to rush through my current gaming to-do list. I mean, we'll, I'm going to definitely check it out next month when they do an op- when they do the First Ascendant open beta. I'm definitely going to dive into First Ascendant gameplay, uh, you know... I'm definitely doing that. There's that boss again. I really, really like the boss design. That guy looks awesome. I'm telling you, there's like there's there's Souls influence in this game with the bosses. They went for big, iconic, almost medieval looking, almost medieval looking bosses. <laughs> um. Oh, I need to schedule. 
Did it for 12 15. Just for you diving in and saving me the trouble. Yeah, I mean, we've covered this before. I, You know, last time we covered it, I feel like we got stuck in this rut of, we, we rather than discuss, like, live service games, looter shooters, the comparison curse, we discuss how it's going to suck, it's going to be bad, it's going to be gotcha, Nexon's terrible, Let you know, that... It's just not conducive to conversation, but here we are yet again. I, that's I've been hesitant to, to cover this game for that main reason. Um, it we we end up not talking about the game. We end up looking at the same interviews and the same statements and coming to the same presumptive conclusions about a game that's not even out yet. Um, again, I I wonder if some of these companies are trying to bring games to the West and hoping to tap in to successful formats in the West. If you look at the success of Fortnite, if you look at the recent um, if you look at the recent uh, success or at least formats of Diablo and No Man's Sky, you know, on ongoing format is is I think changing shape in some in some respects. So there's not necessarily this idea that like, well, if we're gonna make a game and bring it over to America, we're gonna we're gonna ham fist gotcha, you know, down their throats. I don't know if Genshin is the catalyst that we think it is. I I really don't. I don't know if a game like that can come out and be successful and be and and have like blatant pay to win and blatant gotcha mechanics. I I don't know if that's going to be a thing. You know, I I, I get the concern. I do. I I don't think. The concern is in. I don't think the concern is like invalid, um, but I do think sometimes, like when we have these discussions, it's like, well, there's no discussion to be had. Then it's just going to be a crap game from a crap company. Steam agrees with you. Is this game relevant to you? Similar to games you've played? Yeah, they have Warframe and Elden Ring. Interesting. I wonder if that's just because it's third person, though. It could be a lot simpler than that. Um. There we go. Diablo 4 is pay to win. There's nothing pay to win in Diablo. Um, have Noxon made a game that isn't gotcha or just terrible monetization? I don't know. I, 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 that's that's not something that I did in my research. I, I wrote a 30-page monologue and put out some pretty great ideas, but I guess, we'll, you know, let's just piss our time away talking about Nexon. Let's do that instead. Um, sure. Let's do that instead, guys. You know? We talked about their Souls and Destiny and Warframe influence. We talked about the comparison curse. I talked about live service. I talked about looter comparisons can hurt. But let's just, once again, the second time I try to cover the the, the game, let's just piss away an hour moaning and whining about Nexon and uh, how the game's going to be terrible and not worth playing and have terrible monetization. That'll be a good use of our time. I think we should do that instead. The hardcore are fed up with this type of thing. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't I don't think that there's I just don't think that there's room for that. I don't think games like that are gonna get traction. I don't think they will. I feel like Genshin is the exception to the rule. I feel like Genshin snuck up on everybody. Right? I feel like Genshin snuck up on everybody. I, I've not seen games pull that off successfully. I haven't. Like, I'm not even defending this game and saying it's going to be great, but, like, I'd rather have a conversation about 
other big idea topics and things that I threw out there, not, well, this, you know, is the game going to have trashy monetization because of other games that they've made in the past? I just, you know, I, we have so many games out right now in the West that make insane amounts of money and they don't do any of that crap. They don't. We have war. Uh, we have uh, we have uh, Warzone. We have Fortnite. Uh, you know, Immortal pulled it off. Yeah, but you could even argue that Immortal was again, I think, of a rare instance of capitalizing on a very popular franchise name. Right? Are there tons of other mobile dungeon crawlers doing that and making the money that they made again i just think that's an exception it's like well that's freaking <laughs> that's diablo like if another game would have come out and tried to do that i don't think it would have survived jc with a gifted member thank you so much taking us to 34 oops uh thank you so much I mean, I fought the last couple times Creature has tried to tell me we should cover First Descendant. I've declined because I'm like, I know what it's going to turn into. We're not going to talk about anything but the the apparent awfulness of what this game will be because it's Nexon. Aren't we uh, tired of pay to win, pay to play, game pass, battle pass, money, 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 BS? I mean, NBA has a battle pass. Aren't we getting tired of this? I'm not tired of a battle pass if... I want to play the game ongoing. If I was having a blast in Diablo 4, I don't care about them having a battle pass. I would have bought the battle pass. I would have been grinding it and 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 going for the loot. So it's Creature's idea? Well, no. He looks at the, the, the scope of subjects and games that are out there, and he says, hey, these guys have been talking. They're getting ready to do something. I think we should circle back and revisit this game. And the last time I told him, I was like, I don't want to cover that. I said, because that's all chat's going to turn in. It's just going to turn into a, a Nexon, Nexon bashing fest. And we're not going to talk about anything of substance. It's not going to be an interesting conversation. And so I, I shot it down the last couple of times because it was like I tried to bring up this game one time. I was excited. I thought all the gameplay looks good. And I got five minutes into talking with the live stream and the game was shredded, decried as garbage. And it was like, oh, okay, I guess we shouldn't have done this. Like, it just, I don't know. It's like, if you, if you think the game's going to be terrible, you think Nexon's terrible, you know, then, I, you know, there's, I guess maybe don't watch content about First Descendant. And then when it comes out, either either come in and say, this is what I was worried about. Because you guys know me. If this game comes out and has terrible monetization and is bad, I'm going to shred it. But until we have information and facts, it's like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the point of that is. Just assuming that it's going to be, you know, terrible. The other challenge is, I think, is everybody hates monetization right now. You would think if it's going to be a big departure, they'd say it. I wish they'd let me know. Well, I, I, you know, who knows with language barrier, that interview sounded kind of funny. It was like they basically acknowledged that Nexon games have pay to win. And they said, well, this thing's not going to have excessive pay to win. It's not going to deviate from other games in the genre. And it's like, we don't know exactly what they meant. They mean that we're going to mimic other looter shooters or are they saying we're going to mimic other Nexon games in this genre? I just don't know. There, it's It read, it read like there's there's slight la- potential language barrier there of 
what are what exactly are you saying? What was the game that we were listening to recently where they said the word gotcha in a live stream? Wasn't that Wayfinder? I think it was Wayfinder. And like everybody freaked out because they said the word gotcha and it was like we had no idea what exactly they meant when they said it because we were dealing with a language translation issue. I think that was Wayfinder. There's a bunch of games Right, there's a bunch of games coming out in this vein that are trying to do the more action style combat. That's right, it was Blue Protocol. Thank you. Blue Protocol did a stream and and said the word gotcha, and everybody lost their dadgum mind. If everyone doesn't like monetization, why are they still paying for it? Right, FCAT? Said a lot without saying anything. You just never know. It's like, do they want to get into. Do they want to come out and say, oh we're not going to be like these other games that we've made. Like, you can't come out and slam your own content and say, oh yeah, we're, we're not doing that. Those games suck or those games are bad. Like, that doesn't... I, The optics on there, when you represent a company and you represent property, that would be like... Imagine when Blizzard came out and was fielding questions about Pay to Win and Diablo Immortal. And if they were like, yeah, we're not doing any of that nonsense. We're not doing we're not doing what Diablo Immortal did. They just kept focusing on Diablo 4 will not have pay for power. It will not have this. I, I argued up one side and down the other with people. They're like, no, they're going to do it. They're going to change it. And I kept saying, I was like, read the, you know, read the Blizzard interviews. They've made it crystal clear. There will be no ability for you to buy, you know, power. And so when I look at this interview with Nexon, it's like, I, that could go either way. They're saying everything I need to play, the characters, the stages, and and progress can all be earned in the game. So, unless they're going to be selling speed up to level or, you know, power, like loot, then you're going to run into a bunch of the the, the cliche pay-to-win problems of, oh, well, you can pay and you don't have to grind for loot, or, well, you got to progress and progression takes forever and because progression is going to take forever, we're going to let you pay to speed it up, right? Because that's some, that's I call that the art of the squeeze. They squeeze you so hard in the game, natural progression is so slow that you're more prone to spend money. They basically pit your own progress against you. It's like, well, you spent a bunch of time with this character, and now we're going to charge you money. So sure, like, you know, I'm sure there'll be a ton of things in the game that could potentially be problematic. But I could also see games coming to the West and saying, look at Fortnite and Warzone, and I would even say look at Diablo 4. They're making tons of money with cosmetics, battle passes and seasons they're not doing pay to win they're not doing gotcha and they're making tons of money right are look at it this way a lot of times we look at the asian market or the korean market you know china and japan we say those cultures have seemingly been more receptive to pay to win and gotcha okay not gotcha like i gotcha but like gotcha like g-a-c-h-a gotcha they're more receptive to it. Who's to say that Korean developers, you know, Japanese or Chinese developers aren't looking at wet at the West, aren't looking at America and saying they spend lots of money and here's what they tend to spend money on. They're more interested in vanity items, they're more interested in battle passes, and therefore 
we could go over there and be very successful and do what they are, you know, receptive to. If we take Gasha over there, if we take pay to win over there, that ends up getting ridiculed and it could be very bad for your game, especially when your game is free to play. If your game is free to play, it's like, well, I'm not playing this. I played for a week and it's clearly just a bunch of pay to win stuff. They know the influence of YouTubers and content creators. You get some big MMO guy, you get some big guy like, you know, Asmongold saying, no, that game's pay to win trash. That's going to affect your your ability to be successful in our market. DK Baker gives a member. The gifted members have slowed down. Bumps the line to 35. Guys, smash that like button. This uh, this topic didn't go where we wanted it to, and so we're, we're kind of in a holding pattern while we wait to go to the Reforge recap, the weekly recap of weekly gaming news. Uh, we'll do that in about eight minutes. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here today, smashing like, gifted members, and doing all of the things. So many gifteds already, uh, and we appreciate that very, very much. The huge stretch goal ain't happening this week. That's okay. Uh, my wife's looking for the um, Jar Jar outfit, and then the stretch goal can happen. It could happen next week. You guys are well within reach of hitting it. Solemn says the monetization fatigue is similar to Battle Pass fatigue. You only have but so much time for so many Battle Passes, as well as money for every game trying to make you spend it in 50 different ways. Well, that's kind of similar to the line of thinking where people are like, you can only play so many live service games at once, right? Like, there's only so much time. There's only there's only so much time in a week. There's only so much pie of the player bases that you can try to slice off of, right? So, I do think that's going to be a challenge for any game that wants to do a battle pass. For any game that wants to do live service, that's going to be a challenge. It's just like, well, I only have so much time in the week, man, and your game is really, really asking for a whole lot of grind here, you know? And I don't think you'll see people spend money in a game like First Descendant if it doesn't hook them. That's always the concern, right? It's like, well, in order for me to catch up and stay up in your game, I have to grind like crazy. You're telling me I can swipe my credit card and I can bypass the grind. Well, they're only going to do that if you've hooked them in the game. And that could work in our favor, right? Games like this will struggle to get traction if they're set up that way because you're already playing Warzone or Fortnite or Destiny or Diablo or any other game that's ongoing and demanding your time. So I don't think a game like this can be like, yeah, come play our game. It's super grindy, but you can spend money to bypass the grind. And people are going to say, bro, there's so many games I can play right now that are completely free or, you know, a one-time fee and I can play for thousands of hours. I I feel like actually that's in our favor. I feel like games that come over to the West, come to America, or just come to the gaming market in general. And if they're going to try and do, you know, gotcha and pay to win and ooh, it's grindy, but you can spend money to bypass the grind. I don't think games like that are going to have a good time. Because there's too many other games that you can play. It's we've we've talked about this recently. If your game launches and it's not ready or it's buggy or it has problems, it's really easy to put it down. Why? Well, there's so many games out that that I can play right now. If you have a free-to-play game that comes out and it's really easy to sniff out the problems with the monetization and pay-to-win or gotcha or whatever, just like we've said with other games, it's really easy to put that game down. No, I'm not playing your stupid game. I'm not paying. I'm not paying the win, right? Now, Genshin is in a different scenario. I feel like when Genshin hit its stride, we were in the 
the sicky stay at home thing and so people were more apt to play a game like that like it kind of hit like at a nice drought time if you really think about when Genshin hit and hit its stride we were in a drought we were in a gaming drought. Destiny was in a gaming drought because there, you know, there was there was Destiny. There was a Destiny YouTuber that exploded with Genshin. Why? Well, there's nothing going on in Destiny. So Genshin, honestly, if Genshin didn't exist in in America in the West and suddenly tried to come to market right now, I think it would struggle. I don't know if it would be as successful because it's like there's so many other games to play. I don't. I don't play. I'm not playing your crap. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Now, obviously. They could play the, you know, the sucker punch thing where once you have sunk costs in the game, then you suddenly start realizing, oh, this game's got bad practices. Genshin is an outlier. It can get away with things that new games will not be able to get away with, not for more than a very short period of time. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think we ended up having, this actually has been a pretty decent conversation, even though we're not really talking about the first descendant. We're more big picture. I don't think the pay-to-win, gotcha, aggressive monetization structure of, you know, Korean or, like, you know, more, like, Chinese, more Asian-developed games, those cultures seemingly are more receptive to it. I don't think that gets a foothold here, at least not right now. I don't think so. Because there's too, there's too many games and not enough time. If you sit down and try to do a play session with Wayfinder or Blue Protocol or The First Descendant and you quickly sniff out the fact that this game's just trying to squeeze money out of me, this game's just doing this thing where they they pit my own progress against me. You know, they're making it really really hard for me to level or earn or win. You'll put you'll put that game down so freaking fast you're like, "I'm not playing this game." You know, a lot of us did it. Now, Diablo Immortal is a bad example because it's been really, really successful. But again, I feel like Diablo Immortal, number one, it hit a different market. It hit the mobile market. Number two, it landed during a drought. And number three, it's Diablo. It's got a huge, it's got huge brand recognition. But a lot of us did that with Diablo. We were like, I'm not playing that. If Diablo didn't have its brand recognizable name, if it wouldn't have landed on mobile and landed on like console and PC, and if it would have landed like right now, Imagine Diablo 4 landing set up the way that Immortal was set up. How good of a game do you think that would be right now as far as consumer base and and money and and, and as far as like uh, pl- people playing? It would have been outrage. It'd be like, what is this? And everybody would have gone off and played something else. And Baldur's Gate 3 would have been the death knell. It'd have been like, no, there's there's another there's a there's a better game that I can go play. It's not and Baldur's Gate 3 isn't even like live service or online or anything like that. It's just RPG. It just it just is close enough. I don't think it would have done any I don't think it would have done nearly as well. It would have been the wrong market. It would have been at the wrong time. I will I will 100% grant and agree that Diablo Mortal and Genshin Impact are concerning as games. They are. It's concerning. It's like, well, we don't want to see we don't want to see games like that be successful. But I also think they're unique in their success. They're, I don't think it's like I don't think you can demonstrate that like, yep, here we go. That's that's what we're gonna start getting. We're gonna start getting games like that. Kind of why I avoid any and all live service games. I just don't have the time to put into them. Here's how I look at live service games, and then I gotta transition here and, and get Mike on the call. 
This is how I look at live service games. If I can play the game a couple hours a night, either every night or every other night, and I can and I can get enjoyment out of the content loop, and I can get enjoyment out of my character and the world or whatever it is that I'm doing, I have no problem every couple of months giving that game money. I, I have no problem with that. It's as soon as you tip over into the other categories of yeah, you got you got to give this game your life. No, I'm good, dude. I, I'm I'm good. I, I don't. I, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm not 16 or 17 years old. I'm not in. I'm not a freshman in college that can stay up all night playing EverQuest and World of Warcraft. I'm not in that era anymore. I'm 42. I have two children. Like I don't have time for that. And I think a lot of the gaming populace is in my scenario, which is dangerous because we're prime targets for pay to skip, pay to progress. Right? We're prime targets because of our limited time. I just want a game that expects me to invest in it. To tell me how they expect it. Well, I don't know if right now is the time for that. I think they're just doing the typical marketing thing, Eugene. They're saying, here's the characters, right? Obviously, they're doing some of the cliche things. Here's some women that are, you know, shapely and, you know, slightly revealing. And then they're showing cool combat. And then they're showing cool characters. And they're like, yeah, come play it for free in September and tell us what you think. We already had a beta. We took your feedback to heart. We've completely revamped the progression system. Okay, well, come back in, you know, September and 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 try and try again, you know. I gotta get, um, hello, hello, hello. Okay, I gotta get, uh, Mike. I gotta get Mike in here. Hang on one second. Okay, he's ready. Let me make sure that it turned off my, uh, appearance new. Make your Discord. Oh, I can do that with Nitro. I'm not spending money to make my Discord look different. Where is the... No- Here it is. Notifications. Disable all notification sounds. Great. Okay. I'm going to pop this out. And then... Alright, you can there, you- Mike? Yo, yo. Yeah. Can you hear me? Alright. Yep, I can hear you now. Oh, you just can't see me. Hang on. i got to plug my camera in. There we go. I knocked down my big Lebowski Lego that I made. You made a big Lebowski Lego? Let me Lego. see if I can get the camera. To... Oh, you're showing it on stream? Hold on. <laughs> made a big Lebowski Lego. It was supposed to look like me, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's a big difference between... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then this one, my kiddos thought this one looked like me of the pompadour and so I get he, they had a playstation controller <laughs> I gave him a playstation controller he doesn't have a beard though that's my problem with this Man, that's like old you with the with the hair on the like the long hair and the end beard yeah remember this you look like Hagrid remember this we had people convinced that I had my own Funko Pop oh yeah 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 yeah. because he, he literally <laughs> he literally looks like me red shirt the glasses the beard 
Is that, the, is that the one from uh, the HBO show? Silicon Valley. Yeah, Silicon Valley. Yeah, that's yeah. I was like, yeah, I got my own Funko. And there are people like, you did? Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I was like, no, nah, I'm just messing with y'all. Come on, chat. Uh, I can't find my mouse. Okay, here we go. Uh, there we go. All right, guys, I owe you five members. I'll do more if you hit 50 in the next stream. Give me, give me a second here. Give me some likes. The, uh, let's at least hit 300 likes. We're, we're pretty close. The Friday morning streams have been a little more experimental and self-indulgent. We pick a topic that's a little bit more like, hey, you know, we want to talk about this. We don't want to. You know, we don't want to always be on like the same big news topics. I've got some stuff for next week that'll be spicy, you know, series S conversation about dropping parody. Is Baldur's Gate 3 the new standard? Like, I think those will be fun shows next week, but sometimes we got to touch other topics and things so we don't get into like a very, very uh, predictable rut. Well, I didn't know if you were going to have me back on the show after some of the comments last week in the in the thing. You know, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, and I shouldn't be on the show. Yeah, yeah. There, there were some guys. I, I didn't, I didn't step in, but there were some guys on Twitter that were like, I don't know who that guy is, <laughs> but he just really, he just really loves Microsoft, and I'm like, no, he no doesn't. Yeah, you have no idea who I am. Like, no, he doesn't. It's like, just because he doesn't agree with me, just because he thinks, like, Game Pass and Ecosystem have a potential promising future for Microsoft, it's like, that does not make him an X-Bot. Like, that's, it always kills me that people just, they can't, because people do the exact same thing to me in the inverse, right? Like, I had a guy tell me just this morning, he's like, no, you you hate Xbox. I'm like, but I don't. You you don't know what I feel. Like, that you... You internalize it as I hate it. And so they did the same thing to you. They just reversed it. I didn't even go to Twitter. I just I just saw the comment and, and responded to that. I think his name is Thunder. Thunder something. I forget what his name is. Oh, oh, in the comments. Yeah, I didn't I didn't look at the comments. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, I got to get. But I'm not. Well, I guess I am a bot compared to Lono's pony. Yeah, I guess. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if you contrast him to me, you know. Yeah. All right, we got. It's like someone asked you a question. Uh, did you like this game? I did. See, I told you. I told you he was a Sony bot or, or a Sony pony or Xbox. It's like um, the question was, did I like the game? <laughs> hey, Rissick. Rissick! Like one of the funnest names to yell. This man bumming us to 45. <laughs> Roger, was I? YouTube Weekly said I was the number one fan for Xbox. <laughs> uh, okay. You're not allowed to like things, creature. You can't like anything. If you if you show any kind of weakness to liking something, that's when you become a super fanboy of that item. That's right. All right. Let's do this. Hit the Discord with an announcement. Okay. 
Twitter. Go to... Uh-oh. <laughs> I asked a question. Should you start over in Cyberpunk with with uh, Phantom Liberty? This guy's like, you literally won't need to on Twitter. I was like, I, I didn't... I wasn't implying that you would. <laughs> you know, should, should you? You know? Give <laughs> me Christmas. Oh my gosh. Uh. Russell, you're going to have a really long time. Even if you went back seven years, I don't think you would find something. Honestly, I don't think you would find anything on my Twitter seven years ago of me, of me saying something nice about anything. <laughs> oh man, they yeah, they go back, bro. These guys go back. They're all about finding the the evidence. Okay. live at this hyperlink oh wait let me make sure you're tagged I can't preemptively tag in In Discord, when I type the, I, I like the I like the tag thing they put in YouTube. And like when I use someone's video or talk about somebody, like you just put the at, and then you can link their channel to the to the tag in YouTube. I like that. Yep. Hey, Quintar, Quintar rounds us out and is the agents of chaos. You guys are you guys are giving yourself good padding for next week, man. The stretch goal of forty five hundred. You would need like you need like four hundred during the show with myself and Mike, which is probably not going to happen uh, for the stretch goal. But you guys hit the big one, so we'll do the we'll do the the jar jar thing. Right, let's just back that up. Forza, PlayStation, Starfield. What's the extended goal? You have to you have to wear the Jar Jar outfit while watching the new trilogy. Like what what is it? No, they want us to play Mortal Kombat. Like my wife and I yeah. against each other. I was like, I do not want to do that. <laughs> I do not like fighting games. Okay. All right. Are you excited? I know. I know. You, we're not going to talk about it on the show. Maybe we'll talk about it in the VIP. Are you excited for the Ahsoka show at all? I'm trying not to look at anything. Anything. Yeah. I don't want to get. I don't want to get my hopes up because I've seen a couple of things where I'm like, "That looks great," and then a couple of things I'm like, "Uh oh." <laughs> I'm like, "No, no," and I'm like, yeah. "Look away, look away, don't look at it." down with 30 so gaming to recap the gaming news of the week send there we go good bad good bad all right see you guys next week uh i thought that was good all right next subject <laughs> i thought that was bad all right next subject give me a 10 lo- minute long question and i'll be like yes all right next question <laughs> and then someone definitely in the comment section will be like I don't like the way he said yes. <laughs> you could tell by the way he said yes that he's an X-Bot. 
You could see it. There was a glint in his eye. I told my no son once. Like that. I told my son once. I would I, every night I brush his teeth and then we floss, and he would always beg to 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 not floss. Like, can we skip floss? And like I did once, and he went and ratted me out to mom, and I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> He set you up. <laughs> yeah, it was a setup. So the next yeah. time he asked me, you know, he had a little twinkle in his eye, and I knew what he was doing. I was like, "Nah," I was like, "You got a little twinkle in your eye." And so, a couple days goes by, and the next time he goes to ask me, he literally covers his eyes. He covered him with his hand. He's like, "Can we skip floss?" I'm like, "Buddy, that's I, there wasn't a literal twinkle in your eye." Yeah. <laughs> he, he thought that I was like, "Yeah, when, when you're lying, your eyes twinkle. <laughs> you better cover him up." It was adorable. Little liar. All right, sent him to his room with no dinner. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't you lie to me, boy. <laughs> okay. Guys, I'm going to put a link in chat and uh, smash like before we leave. We almost have 300 likes right now. And uh, we always we always struggle with likes on these Reforge recaps with Mike. So, so try to help us out with uh, with likes as we go over there. Because I can't, I'm not going to constantly sit there and ask for them. And I'm going to slide you over just a touch. And now you're in, coming into my frame. There we go. There you guys go. Use that link in chat. I'm also going to redirect you. Okay. Oh, good. I get to see the, the thumbnail, and now I know what topics we're talking about. Yeah, because I don't tell you. I just surprise no. you. It's just a surprise. Surprise. We're talking about them. We're talking about the. <laughs> we're talking about the upcoming election, Mike. Who do you? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets really uncomfortable. <laughs> I was wanting to talk to you about Jesus, so let's just get started. Everybody buckle up. <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> Going to go in a couple of seconds here. Thanks so much for checking out another weekly Reforge recap where I sit down with my man 30 and so gaming, and we recap this week's gaming news. We got Forza Motorsport launching with missing features. We've got PlayStation maybe beating Xbox to cloud gaming. We have them uh, internally admitting to delaying some games. Starfield has gone gold. Review codes are going out. We have an embargo date. Modern Warfare 3 details have arrived and uh, it looks like DLC. So we have a lot to talk about. Thanks so much for being here Mike every week. Yeah, thanks man. I I love coming here and just chatting pissing off chat. That's, that's right. We're going to end the previous stream. We're going to redirect everybody coming over 